Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Fin, and I am joined by the wonderful Kyle Spooner, Director of Operations at an MSP and the self-acclaimed CEO of MSP GeekCon. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm great. How, how are you doing in this fantastic new year? I am doing amazing. 2023 was my year and 2024 is going to be my year again. That's just the way I'd like it to be. I mean, that's a good that's that's a good self affirmation there, sir. Uh, you should you should put that on LinkedIn. Front of a shirt. Twenty twenty three was my year. Back of the shirt. Twenty twenty four is also going to be my year. There you go. That's what I should do. For for folks who aren't incredibly familiar with you and know everything that you do for the MSP industry and for MSPs, you want to give a tiny bit of background uh, on yourself. Sure. Um, I uh, have been in the MSP space for over ten years now, uh, which is. Long time. Um, I currently work at a, as a director of operations for an MSP based out of Baltimore. Uh, I'm also the vice president and board member of MSP Geek, uh, who have illustriously put me in charge of running MSP GeekCon uh, for 2023. And also, they have decided that I did a good enough job to do it again in 2024. So today we're talking about events in the MSP industry, the ups, the downs, ROI, education. Uh, MSP GeekCon is an event in the MSP industry. I feel like the Question I would want to know is, why did you guys start it? What was the reason behind, what was lacking that MSP GeekCon needed to help fill? So MSP Geek, uh, we're all about education. Our whole premise is making the MSP space better, regardless if you're an MSP, a technician, an intern, uh, a vendor, consultant. Um, our goal is ultimately to elevate the MSP space as a whole. Um, and, but our primary uh, audiences, technicians. That's who come and hang out with us. That's who struggle on the daily that we, you know, help each other out with. Um, and there's not real, there hasn't really been a conference for them since Automation Nation, um, even though that was only really centered around the ConnectWise suite of products. Uh, it was still something for technicians. Um, but there's nothing really been for, you know, the staff that run the MSP, the service managers, the project engineers, nothing for them to go. I mean, there's always classes and stuff you can take. Uh, and there's always a couple of sessions at some bigger events that have educational focus, but nothing that's really specifically geared. It's all towards business owners. Um, and while we love business owners, while business owners keep most of us in business, right? Uh, they're not the the education and the passed down information generally doesn't happen. Um, the education you get from being there and getting that one-on-one -on -one time just doesn't happen. So we decided to put on our own conference, uh, specifically geared around education. Uh, and we wanted to change the game a little bit in some of our aspects, um, which uh, I'm really excited to discuss some of the things because some of the stuff I don't even know uh, from the vendor side, from the sponsor side, um, I, I, I'm familiar going to events and I'm currently familiar with running an event with my one year of experience. Um, but, you know, it's, it's some of the stuff is very interesting. That makes a ton of sense. 
a lot of the education that I've seen at events, because, you know, both of us, you've been going to events far longer than I have. I've been going for maybe three years at this point. All of the education seems to be centered around, you know, what's what's the hype cycle talking about? What does that specific uh, event organizer happen to end up selling? Like, what kind of tools does that vendor sell? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, just by chance, we've started to educate you on only these two large things, yep. uh, which... I talk about this all the time with a lot of people you're familiar with, like Wes and, and Ray. It's like, that's not where you should start education. If you're trying to learn to be a better IT provider, you're trying to be a better uh, cybersecurity provider, you should start from you know actual basics of knowledge, not what does this tool happen to do? Um, I really love, you know, Reg Harnish has a quote where he said, you know, if somebody asks you what kind of cybersecurity you do and you start by talking about the tools you work with, he's like, you don't really do cybersecurity. You just use tools. Uh, which is a little different. That, that was going to say something very similar. Is like you know, we're, the MSP space has become tool obsessed, and that is a major problem. Um, it, it, it's it's a hard problem to overcome because that's what everybody's been taught. You know, a tool will help you elevate yourself. It'll help you maximize and be more efficient without having to sacrifice. Uh, you know, hiring another person to do this task. You now have a tool that'll do these tasks. But a lot of times they don't, there's no one to manage that tool, no one to run that tool, and uh, there's no investment in it. So it just sits there and they say, well, we use this RMM or this PSA, and then it becomes, uh, they, don't, they don't get their money's worth out of it. I mean, like there's MSBs that have an RMM that don't, don't have any scripts, don't have any mo- monitoring uh, or automation built out of it. And, and they're like, why? Like that can save so much time and benefits. And it's, it's frustrating. And that's the kind of education that uh, y'all are planning and hoping MSP GeekCon and that kind of community can provide. Yeah. Um, we centered around three tracks, uh, people process automation, the human side of technology, uh, and secure defend recover. Um, we're running a fourth track for 2024. Um, that's thematic. Uh, our theme for 2024 is a celebration. Um, not only of our accomplishments from a conference standpoint, but from the individual accomplishments throughout the year, the vendors' accomplishments, everyone, you know, the MSP space as a whole's accomplishments. We're celebrating that. Um, so uh, our fourth track centered around celebration. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's, the goal is to educate. Like one of our best talks um, from last year was educating technicians and, um, service managers, those doing the business, how an MSP works, why you have to put in time, what are, what, what that affects your billables, your, your financials, all of that was discussed with the lower level staff. Um, because when someone comes and says, Hey, I need you to enter time and you enter time. Uh, and it's not, but, but you don't care. You don't under, like, it doesn't affect anything to you. You just, you're just like, fine, I guess, whatever. Um, but when that controls how often I go to a client and ask for a rate increase, uh, you know, how much I'm able to give uh, tracking effective time, you know, understanding where I'm losing money, where I'm gaining money. Like from a business owner perspective, a lot of people don't understand that because of where they work and how they work. And none of that information's, uh, you know, portrayed down. They're like, inner time. And the, the wrong message is conveyed. Why do you think that disconnect between? Uh, I won't use like the word owner, but like management, ownership, whatever, whoever's in charge of making sweeping decisions. And then the technical crowd who ends up having to fulfill all of the new demands or stop fulfilling all the demands they're told to. Like, 
Why is there this big disconnect? Um, part of it may just be them not understanding the because the business most business culture is centered around I'm telling you to do this so you go do it, right? That philosophy can work, but it's not the most efficient way to get results. If I understand why I have to do something, if I understand how this affects my work, my job, my future, my career, I'm more likely to do that without being told, without being asked, without being micromanaged, and without that, it, it feels more like a cohesive, uh, copacetic relationship, like a, you know, and less than a, I'm telling you, you have to do this because that culture is not long for most businesses. People are consider that a toxic culture, most of the younger generations at least, and are finding other places where it's more of a friendly, uh, atmosphere, a sharing atmosphere. I mean, I think, I think that's one of your core tenants, right? Is as Finn's CEO owner, uh, is you share, you're transparent within your staff of how things work and what goals are, what systems need to affect what other systems, right? Yes, absolutely true. I mean, I have a lot of beliefs that I have a lot of beliefs on how a business should operate, which basically means how I should operate, how managers should operate, how Josh, my co-founder should operate. It's like, if we're hiring super creative people, which is essentially what you're doing when you're hiring employees, it's like you're not hiring them largely to be corporate drones that, you know, take in X and put out Y. It's like, well, at the end of the day, there's inputs and outputs. And you need to understand, like you had talked about with time entering, it's like, how much time am I actually billing my technicians out or not billing out properly? When can I go ask for rate increases because we're putting more work in? My philosophy that a lot of MSP owners that I talk to, a lot of managers at MSPs that I talk to are initially allergic to is you should be super transparent because you've asked, you've hired creative people and then now you're cutting off information. It's like they can't be creative without understanding what's available to them, what's not available to them, how the business is doing in general, how specific clients are doing, how specific clients are not doing. It's like if you want somebody to be able to uh, drive a better outcome for all of your clients, which is what a business exists to do is to drive the outcome you've all agreed that they're willing to pay for. You should be giving people as much information as possible. And I'd argue that there is no limitation to that, that there is there, there, there are no cases that I can think of immediately off the top of my head where you should shield information from your employees that need to be doing things. But I can see that people disagree. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, uh, I don't know. I, I just put a bunch of LinkedIn posts about this. It's like, Hey, uh, you know, if an employee comes to you as an MSP and asks for a raise, there's only two options. You tell them, nope, there's no room for raises or yes, there's room for raises. It's like if you give them some kind of middling answer that's like, oh, let me hold on. Let me go check. I'm going to say there's a third option to that. Which is what? No, but here's how you get there. Yes. And if you don't explain to them, if if they don't have a grasp of where you currently are financially, they don't know what to aim for. So Mm -hmm. it's like. If you have six or seven techs at your company and you're like, hey, guys, if we you know, increase billable hours by 10% over the next quarter, everyone can get the raise that they've all asked for. And here's what that's going to look like. What are you going to get? Probably going to get more billable hours <laughs> over the next quarter. They're going to be really consistent about putting in time properly and getting ahead on each projects. other accountable. They're going to, yeah. uh, hey, did you enter time for that? Oh, no, let me go do that. Um, yeah. You can hold people accountable without having to hold them accountable, right? There's... Uh, people are 
generally good natured. They're not going to take advantage of a situation most of the time, right? There'll be some people skirting rules and whatnot, but who doesn't? Um, but for, for overall, they're going to do what needs to be done as long as they know within the bounds why they're doing it. Yeah, sure. Hey, bill more to your clients. Just don't like, don't ever lie about it though. It's like, don't bill right, people yes, for things yeah. that didn't happen. hundred percent. You got to make sure all of the incentives align property because it's like, Hey, if you bill clients for work, you didn't do that's theft. And uh, yeah, it's against our policy and you're going to get fired. It's like, so don't steal, but do go bill for the yeah. hours that you put in. Right. Um, let me ask, I want to ask you a question. Uh, as someone who puts on an event, uh-huh. how do you desi- decide as a vendor, as someone who pays upwards of a very lot of money, uh, high watering amount. amounts uh, of money that I've seen uh, in the industry, um, mm-hmm. which events are worth attending versus ones are not? I guess I won't name specific events here. Uh, I don't know if you were asking for that. Um, I wasn't. It was just more of like, how do what what's the process for determining? Because you can't go to every event. There's a ton of events in the MSP space in general, which I found out. And yeah, I'm still surprised. I'm hearing about new ones almost every other week. There's um, I have a sentiment that I've largely been building and refining over the last three years, which is I believe a lot of vendors, like Finn is one of the vendors in the MSP industry, and I believe a lot of vendors use event marketing as a crutch for not creating. Um, like a fully built out and flushed out marketing side of their organization. Marketing is much more than going to events and breaking bread. It's, it includes that. That should not be your primary source of growth. It should be through other traditional uh, methods. So that's something we could talk about some other time. Uh, I, I am so curious, but I know probably have, that's not on the list to discuss today, yeah. but we should definitely rehash that one. Yeah. Um, so what I would say is how do, how do I... And how do we as a company determine what a good event is? So I'd say it largely comes down to two things. Um, at the end of the day, it boils down to a metric that is how many people did we demo that we met at this event for the first time, or that's the event that pushed them across the line. A lot of times you'll meet people throughout the course of the year. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. They don't know you. And then boom, you hit them at one event and they're like, uh, you know what? I really like you. Uh, let's, let's go do a demo. It's like, well, that event was the catalyst that was not the only reason that they brought you. So at the end of the day, it comes down to how many demos in general. I always try to look at two, like I did this for MSP GeekCon. So I'll tell you how we evaluated it. It's what is the, what do we believe to be the average quality of the MSP that shows up? And quality is largely just size. Like how much potential revenue exists in this, in this group that is coming here that we could participate in that always has to boil that down to that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second is, um, how, of that, you know, potential revenue, how much of them are likely to meet us at some point? Are we doing after parties? Are we doing our own sweet party? Are we buying a bigger booth at a vendor floor on the vendor floor? What was our performance last year? It's a combination of like, what do we believe to be the crowd to be like? And then how many people are at, are realistically going to come chat with us at some point? Um, and then we look at the price of flying multiple people down there, staying there for a week. The, the sponsorship cost of the event, stuff like that, and then just do the ROI. I will give, I guess, quick MSP GeekCon is a very, uh, due to the way I think you and your team have properly priced events, the, the event, very economical. And I remember telling this to Jason Slagle, so shout out to him, um, something we talked about a little bit earlier, which was, well, if you price it too low, you get ruffians, right? It's people who aren't necessarily there because they view it as an investment. 
you price it too high, you only get the monoliths that have all the cash. And you want a good smattering. You want the big companies there, right? ConnectWise, Kaseya, Enable Data is like, these are fundamental cornerstones of the industry that you want represented there. But if you price it too high, you'll only get them. You won't get startups. You won't get the things that are in between. You'll only get these venture-backed companies. Some of them are super large. Some of them are not just yet. And that's not quite what you want. Um, in my mind, the vendor floor should um, the vendor floor should represent the types of companies that an MSP could use to provide their services. So you want most of what they could possibly associate with. I don't, I'm rambling at this point, but this, these are all the thoughts. It's interesting. Um, so I, I don't mind, uh, for the record, MSP GeekCon sponsorships are full for 2024. So if anyone would like to reach out and ask for that, it's already full. I apologize. Uh, I'm happy to give you our perspectives and answer any questions you have, but we're full. Um, but uh, that one of the things it was very interesting when we were planning the event uh, was that the vendors who were helping us plan the first one were like, you need to charge more. The MSPs were saying, we don't need to charge that much. Uh, and it was a fight back and forth between those two until we settled on what we thought was uh, a fair price for how many attendees we're bringing in. Um, yeah. And we did increase prices for 2024, but we also increased things that a vendor gets and our attendees for that year to match. So it's not just a, we're going to charge more because the first one was a success. I didn't feel like that was a fair thing. Success is on me, not on you. Like, I'm not going to punish you by making you pay more to come to an event that was successful. That's not fair, in my opinion. No, makes a ton of sense. I mean, I've looked at some prospectuses for events, not only, you know, in 2023, but also this year, where it's like, it makes you nauseous. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. It's like, there's no way that 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 is valuable. That being there in that capacity is valuable enough for vendors. So Multiple someone's making six it six-figure pricing yeah. is just like when I look at that stuff and I'm like, that's how much it costs to run the whole event for me. <laughs> what are you doing with all that money? Uh, yeah, I always go back to like, I could hire how many employees by not going to this one event? Like, right? Interesting. It's like, would that be more productive? Hmm. Probably. Let's go do that. <laughs> so, uh, lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. For for folks who wanted to learn more about you, more about MSP GeekCon, or if they wanted to connect, uh, where would you suggest they go? Uh, well, if you're interested in MSP GeekCon, early bird tickets uh, are on sale until January the 31st. Um, so get that while you can. Price is $3.99. Um, you can go to mspgeekcon.com uh, to get those. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Feel free to hit me up there. I'm also on MSP Geek. Uh, my DMs are always open to anyone who has questions. Awesome. For uh, folks listening, for folks watching, we'll have links to all that uh, wherever you are uh, um, watching us or listening to us right now. So if you wanted to connect with Kyle, learn about MSP Geek. Uh, you know, a little fun fact, it's actually how I got uh, in, invited into the MSP community as I met Kyle, who then invited me into MSP Geek uh, for the first time. So I am... I can confirm it is very valuable uh, at learning and, and engaging with the community. Um, Kyle, thanks for being here. This was a blast. Uh, loved having you on. Love chatting about this. We'll have you back on to talk. We could talk about events for hours, I imagine. So we'll, we'll have you back on. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. And uh, hope your 2024 start off, starts off great. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.